In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. It's a happy game day in Cleveland behind us here at Cleveland Brown Stadium. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland brought to you locally by our friends at Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's heating and cooling experts. They won, Daryl. They won. That's all that matters. They got three more points than the Steelers did, and it, it wasn't pretty, but it was effective. Um, and hats off to DTR, who, well, let's be honest about it, wasn't great, but when the game was on the line and it mattered most, four for four for 39 yards on that final drive to move them quickly into field goal range. And Dustin Hopkins did what Dustin Hopkins has done often this season, and that is he walked the Browns off. Uh, with their seventh victory of the season. Best acquisition of the offseason for Andrew Barry, wasn't it? Potentially, yeah. I mean, I don't know how you can – coming up to this one, it might be one of the biggest and best in the NFL. I, I mean, I hate, to, I, I hate to say that about a kicker, but I can't remember – well, Phil Dawson. I can remember when you felt like the guy was going to go out there and make a kick, and that's exactly what he did today on that 34-yarder. He was like ice. I was standing off on – I was on the field at the end of the game, and I was watching him, and I was just like – Man, this guy is bothered by nothing, yeah. nothing. Yeah, and, and talked to him after the game, and he said he realized that <laughs> as he's finding out here, kicking into the West End, a little easier than kicking into the dog pound. Hmm. And so the, he admitted they had two separate calculations as far as the comfort level was with the distance, going into the dog pound versus going uh, into the West End zone. He said, obviously, going West, we fell about kicking a little longer than we did going toward the east and hmm. i told him i said well, you're gonna get used to that here in cleveland because that's just the way this stadium operates but yeah ice water in his veins um and uh you know 34 yarder fans think of that as a, a chip shot i mean now it's an extra point right but um i i get he credited kevin stefanski and the offense with not taking the foot off the gas once they got in to field goal range he even said a lot of offenses, once they get into field goal range, they take, they just they check out and then turn it over uh, to uh, the special teams unit to kick the field goal. He said, I like the fact that they kept going and, uh, you know, obviously made it a much easier kick uh, on him. But the bottom line here, Andy, is uh, they won the football game. They split with the Steelers for the fifth time in the last six years. Uh, they should have won, obviously, in Pittsburgh. That's a that's a backbreaker. But they didn't make critical play or critical errors, I should say, down the stretch. It was interesting. I was, I was talking to a Browns official coming up in the elevator, and uh, he did he did what you did to open the pocket. Whew. And I said, Yeah, you know, when the Steelers got the ball with a buck forty one left, all I was thinking is, I know how this movie is going to end. Like because we had seen it so many times with Pittsburgh and what they. Uh, the abuse that they dish out uh, to the Cleveland Browns. And he said, well, this year's team's different. Isn't it? And I go, yeah, it really is. Because you look at these games that they're winning late and, and in critical moments, you go, you know, San Francisco, I, you know, they get the luck of the, the win there, but Indianapolis, that game, uh, you talk about, uh, you know, uh, a couple of these other games, you know, Baltimore, where they're just, they're, they're, they're tight games and they're finding ways to win as opposed to years past where they would just find ways to give games away. I thought there was an interesting point that was made. And I heard Kevin Stefanski, I think it was talking about the pregame show 
And, you know, you talked about this being a movie. The prequel to the last two weeks may have been the Seattle Seahawks loss because the defense didn't like the way that felt at the end. Yeah. They felt like that loss was on them. And if you go back and look at the last two weeks, the defense in the fourth quarter, last drive, when they had to have it, they've had it. It's almost as good as having a quarterback saying, here's the ball at the 25 and let's drive the ball down the field. That defense learned something in that Seattle game. There's no doubt about it. And these last two weeks, they've really proved it. Like you said, in the past, we would have seen Pittsburgh march down the field. Not anymore. This defense is different. This defense is for real. And unfortunately, they lost two more pieces uh, during the game. Anthony Walker suffered a hamstring injury. Uh, um, How severe? What do we think? Well, uh, you know, you guess? You know no, I'm no. not going to get I don't guess on injuries. Uh, it, it, we'll get the updates tomorrow, hopefully. Right. Uh, and then Rodney McLeod yeah, uh, with, with the bicep injury. And you always worry about bicep injuries. So um, but, you know, the, the mood in the locker room from the defensive players was exactly what you described that, hey, you know, we focus on the job that we have to do. They knew they had to be very, very physical against the Pittsburgh Steelers. If they had to play for 60 minutes, there was no taking the foot off the gas or, you know, taking plays off or taking a moment to catch your breath. And they, you, you cannot do that uh, against the Steelers. And, oh, the defense kept the Steelers' streak alive of being outgained in every single game this season. But the Browns handed the Steelers their first loss of the season in one score games. They are now six and one in said football games as they fall to six and four. And the Browns give themselves a little bit of a breathing room. And I think this is the sixth or seventh time the Browns have been in a less than four point game. Yeah. I I mean, it's just, I know we want to keep, I think there are old timers like me that want to keep calling these cardiac kids 2.0. But I, I mean, they've just figured out a way to handle things in the fourth quarter. They oh, definitely make yeah. you breathe into the paper bag well, in the second right, half of games, there's, man. There's nothing that's wrong with it. That, that's entertaining. If you follow the game, wasn't entertaining. Let's be honest. It was a painful game <clears> to watch. <throat> you know, to your point, it, it really was. I mean, there were times where I was joking that this was setting the the sport of football back decades with the, the way these offenses were struggling. Look, we knew what to expect with Pittsburgh, right? Yep. Um, we knew their offense was not going to come in here and light up the scoreboard. And, uh, you know, and so I think that from DTR's perspective um, and looking what his, at what his responsibility for this game was going to be, Andy, he didn't have to do much. Just don't make critical mistakes. Unfortunately, he had the only turnover of the game with that interception late yeah, in the third quarter. It was a quarter. fluky one, though. But, but, yeah, I agree. Hey, interceptions are interceptions. Right you know, the, the old tip drill worked in the Steelers' favor there. But the defense came right back. Sione Takitaki made a big play. And quick three and out, no damage done. Uh, Steelers went ahead and shanked a punt 25 yards. We're going to forget that Corey Bjorka has also shanked a punt lately. Yeah, but Corey Bjorka has kept this game out of reach a little bit early on in the game, too. I mean, he was booting 60 yarders. Yeah, he he really did help them win the field position battle for most of this game. But, uh, you know, that turnover only cost them about 10 yards because when they got the ball back, instead of having the 35, I think they had like the 45 or something like that. So, um, All's well that ends well there, but I just the uh, you know uh, the way that they respond to adversity is is unique this year because this is not something we're used to seeing Browns teams. You know, usually once once one thing goes bad for them, it tends to snowball and it just you know. Well, that's how it felt like with Nick Chubb in the beginning of the season, right? right. It felt like everything was going to go downhill. I want to walk backwards through this game for a little bit <laughs> and we'll do it. We're going to be on for three segments of the show too, by the way. Um, we're not going to, we'll do a little bit more than our normal post game. 
podcast. So let's walk it back because I was in a room full of people when the Browns decided they were going to run the ball with 20 seconds to go. And then I had a heart attack when they did. Yeah, there were a lot of people. But at the end of the day, I think that's Kevin Stefanski learning. He was not going to leave any time on that clock for the Steelers. Well, I, in my head, my twisted sense of thinking was that they were going to accept the off, the offsides penalty of the Steelers, take the five yards, kick it again, and make it and leave no time on the clock. And then I was like, yeah, that's a pretty stupid idea. And that is why I am not a head coach, because you take those points. Uh, and the, the only thing different I would have done at the end of the game there is I would have squib kicked it off a Steeler. Because once it touches a player, that clock runs. This way, Pittsburgh couldn't even put their offense on the field to try and you know right. attempt anything at the end. But um, yeah, he did a great job bleeding that clock. And it, it, as uh, Dustin Hopkins said after the game, they didn't take their foot off the gas when they got into field goal range. They were able to churn out more yards. Big run there by Kareem Hunt uh, on uh, after those four completions. Right. They got into range. And then what does Kareem Hunt do? He rips off a couple more yards and, and really sets things up uh, nicely. So um, when it mattered most, the offense executed. Uh, the defense, I thought, from start to finish was phenomenal. And, of course, we'll get into, uh, you know, some things that did not go the Browns way that mm, probably should have or maybe not after uh, doing these Zapruder pausing of certain replays to figure out yeah, if they got the calls right or not. Interesting. All right, so we'll come back. We'll talk also about what they said in the locker room after the game. It's always game day in Cleveland, the post-game edition.